Good morning. You're listening to FloridaDaily.net, and I'm Kemp Parr. This morning, my guest is Howard Brodsky, the co-CEO of CCA Global. Howard, how are you doing? I'm good, Kemp. How are you? Good. Actually, this interview is a little bittersweet because we're here to talk about it's an end of an era for you. You're retiring. So I've got some questions I want to go through. First, uh, let me just run through what I learned last night. It's been 38 years since you and Alan started this, what at the time was the Carpet Co-op of America, now CCA Global. And interestingly enough, your father was a Ukrainian immigrant who always wanted to own his own business. And he came over to the United States and got a job with Sears. He was selling flooring, so he learned how to do that. So eventually he you know, saved enough money, opened his own store in New Hampshire, and then, of course, unfortunately, died of cancer when you were 13. Right. And that was a, a sad time. You went on, went to college, knew you wanted to come back and work in the family store. So you came back and ran your parents' store after college. Then you hooked up with Alan Greenberg. You started Carpet One in 84 and had the goal of hopefully having 300 members. And, and now look at you. I mean, 1,500 members. And look at the size of this organization. I think this is interesting. Not only is CCA Global you know, focused in flooring, but um, one of the things you've done is you've added scale through this whole co-op. You're the poster child for co-ops. You've helped a lot of family-run independent businesses, haven't you? Yeah, no, Kemp, I think it's so critical. But we really saw that our model worked, that the model really wasn't about flooring. The model was about giving scale, whether it's buying, marketing, merchandising, to independent family businesses. So we were fortunate we had been successful in the lighting business, in the general contracting business, in bikes, in ski stores, in community management associations. We have 1.8 million units under our community management group. And then child care centers. Yeah. We have over 30,000 child care centers. We serve 2.2 million children every day in the United States. And then in our savings for members, we reach well over 700,000 businesses that we provide business services to. And what that does, though, it, it gives us scale not only for those businesses, Kemp, but it also gives us a level of talent corporately for CCA that really translates to all the right down to the flooring, and it, it gives us the ability to have top executives that are part of the company. Yeah. Discounted health care and all the costs related to running a business right. that you help uh, get everybody's costs down there. Interestingly enough, CCA Global Less than half of their revenues now flooring related, right? Yes, uh, no, much less than half, and which I think is important diversification for where we're going. All right, well, let's talk about the last 38 years. Tell us about some of the highlights. Well, certainly seeing the growth of the flooring divisions, as you said, our original goal with Al and I was to have 300 stores, and in, just in flooring now, we're almost at 1,600 locations in multiple divisions. Dealers come up to him and say, you know, I would not have the success I would have without CCA. I would not have the life I have without CCA. Their kids and grandchildren going into business, that to me is the most gratifying part of seeing the growth of the company. You know, they say once you enter the flooring business, you'll never leave. There's a lot of truth to that. And I think the reason that people stay in this business is because it is a whole lot of family-run businesses, right? Yeah. No, it's all. Uh, look at although. Family-run businesses are being much more challenged today by, you know, the floor decors and the home centers. Yeah. Look at, they've lost a large percentage of the industry of what they do. And uh, I think what we're proud of is our market share has continued to go up every single year, while the industry of independence has gone down every year. So let's talk about your fondest memories. You know, in a lot of ways, it's building the, 
the bonds and the friendship. I remember we took 1,200 people to Australia. We took over the entire Sydney Opera House. It was the first time they ever closed it for a group. And seeing 1,200 of our members in the Sydney Opera House and just the bonding that the members have with each other, it gives me great pride into the growth and the success that they've had. What are some of the biggest challenges that you face throughout all this? Certainly, in, in the beginning, the mills weren't rushing to sell us. There was a lot of mills, as you know. Back then, yeah. I think there were over 300 mills. You know, the consolidations has happened remarkably. And we, Al and I, had a, some very close relationships that we ended up having as our initial suppliers, but a lot of suppliers said, we don't like this idea. I think they changed because they realized what we did is brought up the level of professionalism. We brought up the level of profitability for that store, which means that they will stay in business long term. You know, I don't think everybody wants to just sell Home Depot and Lowe's every mill. And certainly for a while, when Carpetbacks came on, because they were a competitor and they went public, so they had excess capital. As you know, they ended up not being successful, but you never know that when you have to respect everybody when they first enter the market, and they enter the market having a lot of capital at one point. What would you say is the secret of your success? I would say two elements. I read the book and I think it's uh, Andy Grove, the CEO of uh, Intel, and he said only the paranoid survive. And I would say I'm an optimist with ideas with a, just a touch of paranoia because I think you can never be happy with the success you have. You have to have the next idea in waiting, and you have to be thoughtful that somebody else is going to try to take the position. So I think it's having the creative, and, I, and the other part is I think finding great people in places that people wouldn't find them. We had a lot of times, we brought unbelievable people from outside the industry because we have found you've got great people, they'll learn the sector. I've got you in my cell phone, and I've, you've called me a couple of times, and, and I always appreciate hearing from you. You, know, you reach out to people, you've got a great network, you're a smart guy. You go around when you come to work in the morning and you say hello to your employees, and uh, so you're a team builder. So I think all that's a good part of it. We're really going to miss you in the business. One of the things I'm concerned about, because I look around at these Carpet One members and other brands you have, and I see a lot of gray hair. And, you know, I wonder about succession. I wonder if it's going to be a lot more people to run these independent stores that are kind of the heartblood of this business. Well, first of all, we believe that they are the heartblood of the business. They, they really are. I think you see gray hair, and also now you see young hair. Uh, okay. <laughs> I, we see more and more of the next generation coming in because the stores are, are more profitable than ever been. And I think at one point... Kids didn't want to come into this business. I think they didn't look at it as really professional. I think they see that now there's enormous opportunity. I was just twice today introduced to grandchildren in the business. You know, it must have been 21 years old, 22, and just started in the business. We're seeing a lot, lot more of that camp. And, and I think that our average age actually is going down a little bit now because of that. So, yes, some of the members are getting older, but I think there's, they have plans in place. Let me just close with one quick thing. Last night we heard Ken Weisbarker said some advice you gave him that selling for a dollar more is far superior than buying for a dime less. That's good advice, right? Well, if you have superior marketing, you're better off putting your time and money into having great marketing and have the right margin than worrying about the last penny you save on the buy side. You, you look at everybody wants to buy at the least possible price. 
but you make more money when you can understand how to retail it for the highest price. Right. All right. Well, thanks for your contribution to this business. I know you've been inducted to the WFCA Hall of Fame all the way back in 92, and you've made a big difference and left your mark on this business. So thank you so much for that. Well, thank you, Kemp. And I'm going to be staying involved. I'm still going to be on the board of the Full Covering Industry Foundation. You know, it's still chairman of the board of uh, CCA Global. So uh, I'm not leaving the industry. I call it in transition. Again, been talking to Howard Brodsky here uh, as he retires from the co-CEO of CCA Global. And you've been listening to Kempar and FloridaLA.net.